2: the evil sorcerer-wizard powers the engine of
1: science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent
0: balls of subtle fire. This Week Ray, In the year
1: 1719, the prey becomes the predator.
3: Bum bum bum.
0: That works. It's it's, it's a twist we needed, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are we are back to talking about new movies instead of really creaky old movies. Um, <laughs> this is this is Matt here. That's Luke there. He's drinking his drink. I, I timed that badly.
1: I couldn't have <laughs> said my name. I only
0: had a little sip. Oh, okay, this is indeed, well, Luke. And it's a sci-fi sanctuary. Um, I, I've been chatting with our guest for a bit here, Luke, but I guess you're you're in charge of the proper introduction.
1: Yeah, so I heard that there was a new Predator film, so obviously I wanted to be all over that. <laughs> and then when I found out that the entire film was about an indigenous girl, I was like, mm, this is one of those films that two middle-aged white guys probably shouldn't talk about on their own. <laughs> but then I remembered that I followed Instagram and a friend with Shanna who regularly talks about and shares information about and promotes um, a lot of materials for missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. So I thought, well, perfect. And she also does stream and do podcasts and stuff. So I thought we should get her on. And luckily, she agreed to come on.
3: (laughs) I'm happy to be here.
1: (laughs) Um, So yeah, we usually let people plug at the end. But Shanna, because you've got, you know, important plugs, and people are probably going to skip. When they get to the end of the podcast, <laughs> do you want to share some of what you do and where people can find you?
3: Yeah, you can um, literally find me on pretty much all of the platforms. I'm either shanalee or The shanalee on all of them. And uh, a lot of what I do is not only just um, playing video games and life blogs and sharing adventures and things of that nature. I like to do a lot of uh, sharing information about like you were saying, missing and murdered indigenous women and girls, and I try to fundraise for a CS Ban to help stop violence against Native women. Um, I am of Cherokee and Choctaw descent. And it's something that's really important to me because Native women experience violence at an insanely higher rate than most women in general. And we all know that women tend to be already a higher violence target than um, men are, which, you know, it's a crazy world that we live in. So any little bit that I can do to just kind of help raise awareness and also um, help people out there who need it, it's uh, important to me and you can find me on my socials and I have links to places that you can donate or I have special merch that you can buy where all the funds go to um helping women as well so lots of fun stuff awesome
1: um so had when I messaged you you said you were already planning to see this film
3: yeah yeah so uh,
1: how, how did this come onto your radar
3: um, so I always do Monday movie nights in my discord server and one of the things that I like to do we watch a lot of horror movies um just a lot a lot of different movies in general but I try and bring in uh, movies that have real indigenous actors and directors and things like that that kind of don't necessarily get a lot of attention there's a lot of films out there that are really good um, that come from indigenous creators that, I, I honestly wish got more attention. And so when I heard that, you know, this big franchise essentially was coming out with something where not only were they using real indigenous actors, but they had a version that was coming out where it was the full language and everything, I was just super excited about it. Um, and we decided to do it for a movie night. And that's that's kind of how we fell into it.
1: Have you, have you um, seen the version? yes oh amazing yeah i only had time to watch it once so i watched it
0: okay that does exist because I, I guess i'll i i probably saw that like mentioned somewhere like just in an article that this existed um i'm i've never been like a giant predator fan so it's like oh there's one i i didn't i haven't seen any of the modern predator movies so just just <laughs> the, just the two and i haven't seen two for like what 30 years but uh so <laughs> in that way so luke luke is the one that was kind of pushing hey here's prey so you know we got predator out of the way we're doing pray now um actually I'm, I'm glad to hear that I was gonna pull out sort of my my I had somehow where heard that the movie was done like language proper so when I was watching it mm-hmm. with States, I was like what's happening <laughs> why are they speaking English <laughs> so I, I just yeah, yeah I guess
3: originally they wanted the whole movie to be uh, Comanche I think is the tribe That's, name yeah I believe so yeah and the director decided that and As great as that would have been, I don't think it would have had the same reach as it does having it be in English. Mm -hmm. Um, So they decided to do it in English and dubbed it in Comanche, which I think is just, it's so cool that we have that ability to watch something in a language that people are trying to preserve like that. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely that's that was what I was thinking watching. I was like, well, you know, this just wouldn't play to the to the rafters if it was actually Mm -hmm. in Comanche. But I would have yeah, I I really would have liked it to be I don't know, maybe it would have been better dubbed in English, but then people would be like their lips don't match and it would have like a weird like, you know, like show Godzilla sort of vibe, (laughs) which we don't (laughs) want here. (laughs) Great for a show Godzilla movie, but not so great here.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah when, as, as much as I wish it wouldn't be a turnoff for people, I definitely think it would be in the same way that, um, you know, there's been several movies that have come out over the years that have been done in like Spanish or Israeli or whatever. And people just ignore it because it's like, oh, I don't want to have to read subtitles, you know, which I get, but it's kind of sad.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I remember there being a big debate when um, Parasite came out and won the Oscar. About people not mm-hmm. being willing to sit through a film because there's, you know, the little subtitles at the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We get them in all our theatrical films now, except they're in Japanese in a Japanese theater. Um, did <laughs> did this play in theaters? I never know anymore.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know honestly.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling it it didn't. But um, yeah. The the other thing I was uh, gonna mention is just. I, I should have waited because i still had something to say about language i was reading a book uh earlier this year about like just the cultural impact of star wars it didn't talk about like the making a film or anything of that just like impacts in various places and um it opened with uh i think it was a new mexican tribe where they had like dubbed star wars in this language and only like 500 people still speak and had a showing and you know they, wow. they just loved it because these are people that just a movie in their actual language so having it you know properly professionally dubbed in, into um I, I don't specifically remember which tribe but I was like that's cool so I kind of felt like this would be a uh analogous to that or something
3: I think that is super cool I, I hadn't heard about that so
0: I'm seeing you're trying okay yeah I can't remember the name of the book it's a really long title but uh maybe if I maybe <laughs> I'll put it in if I if I remember in care I'll you know, make a mention of it in the <laughs> notes or something. <laughs> um, but as for Prey, I guess I'll dish out the dirt on the movie forthwith. Beep. And I do that later. Okay. Wow,
3: that was amazing. You did such a good job giving us a synopsis.
0: <laughs> Future Matt, thanks you. Yes. They <laughs> <laughs> okay. don't want the rambling weirdness. Um, so this is a movie i guess where these are i I don't we don't have any actors that are just like name if i'm correct or i'm missing like eight tv shows somewhere you know (laughs) right (laughs) i mean sometimes um, like a tv actor and i just have no clue who they are because i i can't keep up with television (laughs) i'm
1: on the wikipedia page now and for a film that came out this year Mm -hmm. there are a lot of names that are not links really yeah so a lot of these people, I
0: think it's their first, their first gig. I love so that. I, I guess that's a compliment then. Cause I wasn't like thinking like, Oh, I'm watching amateur hour here. You know, I, I felt like,
3: right.
0: Th- there were a few, I think I kind of jokingly wrote once or twice that they were having a, like, you know, YA um, dialogue once or twice. But again, it's a genre film. You can do that. That's fine.
1: <laughs> the, um, the lead Amber mid thunder. She's done a lot of TV stuff. So she did Legion. Roswell, things like
0: that. Okay. Um, Legion's that show that I kept was supposed to have watched, but still haven't. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> but she also has literally done a lot of the CW. So,
3: are we yeah. counting the dog as an actor as well? You guys know the story about the dog, right?
1: No, it is with that.
3: So the, the dog was a rescue. It was a rescue dog that that was supposed to be only in a couple scenes in the movie. And I guess when they were doing the test audiences, the audiences were like, we love the dog. So they had to put the dog even more in the movie than was originally intended because people people loved it so much. And so they took this rescue dog and trained it for this film and it's it's kind of become its own little star in its own way which i think i just think is so cool
1: (laughs) yeah the dog the dog's in the film a lot in the end it's Mm -hmm. like second billing basically
3: yeah
0: (laughs) except it's hard not to think of the first dog the one that loses its spine that was oh yeah
3: (laughs) yeah
0: I'm going to have I'm going to have to ask our regular podcast guest Andrew I thought that he doesn't he, he really hates it when you do things with dogs and movies.
3: <laughs> I hate when animals get hurt in movies. It, it's I just leave it out. It is not necessary. Most of the time you it can be left out. But I mean,
1: I see why they plot, did it in necessary. this film, because, mm-hmm. but they also they really over egg that metaphor of, like, oh yeah, here's something preying on something, and then here's something preying on that, and then here's the predator. And yeah. they do it like three
3: times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It made me think, well, I that. think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, just real quick, it made me think of the Beatles song, um, Good Morning. At the end, they have a bunch of sound effects. And the thing was, okay, each animal you hear at the end of the song should be able to eat the one before it. So I I kept thinking of that song because that's exactly what we were seeing play out visually in this film. So
1: it just made me think of the old children's song about the old lady who swallowed a fire. Do you have that one in America? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It. Okay. <laughs> I think I
0: forgot the rest of it, but I definitely remember the song.
1: Yeah. But yeah, she swallows the fly and then tweet the fly. She swallows the spider
0: and then she swallows the mm-hmm. cat, blah, blah, blah. Okay, before I take us on yet yeah, another tangent, uh, Shauna?
3: <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think that emphasis was there, though, because it was meant to show how even the predator didn't see our main actress as a threat in any way and so you have all these animals that oh this one's a threat and this one's a threat and this one's a threat and the human's a threat but not her because you know she's not threatening in any way but this man over here is and so I think that it was a it was a you know big plot facilitator in that way showing that kind of hierarchy I guess
1: so for some reason it gave me the impression that this predator
3: is mm-hmm. like
1: he's new at predating as well Possibly Because he was like Yeah he was building up To hunting the humans So I, yeah. I think it was meant To be a parallel That he's like On his first And she's on her first
3: It could have It could have been Because the time period too, I to be completely honest With you Don't know a lot About the whole the, the Predator history in general um, but um, it could have been because it was so early on in history it was one of the first major interactions that people had really had with the Predator so it could have been he didn't really know what people were at that point either
1: so there are a bazillion comic books and spin-offs and things that could tell you the Predator history <laughs> Uh, but that's 100% for, like, mega-nerds. <laughs> all you need is, like... It comes from space. It hunts people. So <laughs> that's all you need to know about Predators. Anytime they try and give them any backstory or anything, it's all
0: lame. And at this point <laughs> in the Predators' history, they had not yet invented fishnet. I also worked that out. <laughs> or laser beams. Oh, oh yeah. It's just arrows, isn't it? Okay, that's yeah. right. Cause, yeah.
1: I, I actually really like that he it did show that it's not quite as advanced as the Predators we've seen before because in a lot of sci-fi like the alien races are just you never see them evolving mm. like even in some, I think Star Trek I can't think of like much difference between Vulcans in the original series up to next gen they're just Vulcans they're always the same
3: right
1: it, cool Which it would make
3: it. sense that they evolved too so. right
1: yeah so it's cool seeing the Predator evolve a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, here here's what I wrote though, because I mean, you know, obviously without having re- an actual history, you you can't do it. So my my note was just like, so in Predator Land, invisibility tech came before decent helmet tech, which I thought because so was... <laughs> 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 he's got his badass helmet in the the in the eighty seven film. But I'm like, okay, you can be invisible, but you can't wear a helmet. That's that's he's got he's putting like the dog skull on his head or whatever, right? <laughs> That's not maybe he just hasn't anything. earned his real helmet yet. That could be. Yeah, maybe you got to earn it. I don't know. Again, I no one here. I think Luke. I guess you're probably the the you know the most about Predator history, and you've already uh, admitted what level of mega geek are you? <laughs> <laughs> um So I, I have read a few Predator comics, but
1: usually just when they cross over with something else. So I have read like Batman versus Predator, or Alien versus Predator, Archie versus Predator.
0: All right, that's <laughs> the one
1: I want to read. <laughs> Like, um, I think they even have, there is actually like a name that they're supposed to call themselves, and that's not predators. But if you call them, oh, I heard predator, somebody
3: pronounce Earth. it, and I now I don't remember what it was. It sounds, yeah, it sounds it's really interesting. Aztec. It's
1: like, yeah, Texcital or something.
3: <laughs> it's cool. It's cool sounding, but <laughs> I don't yeah. remember how to say it. But
1: nah, they're just predators. You don't need to call them anything else.
0: <laughs> There's got to be a podcast out there where they're like, they can't, they won't say predator, they have, they have to go with that name. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You guys aren't that fancy. Nope.
0: No, no. <laughs> this isn't
1: the Predator Sanctuary.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of sci-fi in the Sanctuary. Um, well, let's let's talk about a little right, more Sanctuary.
1: About- that's Hollywood, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, it was like a joke grenade. It took a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got the idea that. He was building up and also I just yeah, it made me think of like video game grinding. Maybe because I'm playing my first JRPG for the first time in like five years okay. too, but <laughs> 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 to go out and kill a few, you know, like like scruffs out in the forest. <laughs> yeah, to build up to speed before he could fight
2: humans.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, the description the, the I saw was basically like he's not the first, but he's one of the first, which I thought was kind of a weird distinction to make. Like the guy in this movie actually does seem like like you know, your your middle-aged schlub just showing up in the, on safari, like more so than the original movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the impression I got, because he he is it's partly the tech, but he's definitely not as skilled as the predators we saw in the in the eighties. Hmm. Well, that's, that's why all- the
1: impression I got was that he's young rather than that he's old, but it could go either way.
0: Like mm-hmm. he's kind of doing the same thing as as the um Comanche hunting parties, right? Yeah. <laughs> Except on his own, because Predators don't have friends, I suppose. <laughs> do true. they hang out together?
1: Um, you never really see them hanging out together. Okay. I think in Alien versus Predator they do, but
0: you know. What is, what is Predator Planet like? Or do they just all like stay on their own little well, plots of land and never get stay off my land?
1: Like I mentioned when we did Predator, I like to imagine that actually the rest of their planets not like this. And these guys who go and hunt on other planets are just freaks. Unlike actually, everyone on Predator Planet hates them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so so not them. unlike
3: human beings. We don't like when people go on those African safaris and kill animals over there either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are so. the
1: equivalent of those. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least they, you know, fight the animal. They got 30 I would have a lot more basement. respect for these guys if they went over and just fist fought a lion than if they sat two miles away
0: from it and sniped it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's for sure <laughs> uh, um i did now talk about the tech being a little backwards but um they definitely i don't, well it was the infrared vision cooler in this one less pixelated more smooth right but yeah it, that's true but that's there's an iconic look to that you know clunky 87 thing so i don't know i I like the update on that but that was an actual update right i will
1: always see and for any time in anything i see infrared vision i always think oh it's predator vision (laughs) even when it's just like (laughs) scanning me at the airport or something (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was cool to see but yeah i mean it's like any sci-fi you can't if you're doing a prequel you can't just go back to how we did the graphics in the 80s because that was just because that's all we could do right And I think, yeah, it it still looked like the same vibe. It was just, you know, a bit more high res.
0: Let's talk about the, the hunting party in the village a bit, because yeah, it is a bit of a, a mind trip to have the main setting of your movie be a bustling, you know, uh village, I think. <laughs> like I don't know, we're just used to seeing like especially in a sci fi, you know, it's it's a mm. very oh, yeah. like, it's weird very juxtaposition. Unique. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching a period drama, yeah, whatever, of course. But in a sci fi it's it does play a little, you know, a little funky, right? I mean in a cool way, but um, Cause I'm, I'm from Atlanta. So uh, you said you're part Cherokee and yeah, Atlanta, you go North, you're going to hit Cherokees and uh, eventually you're going to hit that uh, enclave in North Carolina that stayed put. And if you go South, you are going to get into Creek stuff. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's a completely different universe than what we're seeing in this movie. So.
3: (laughs) I think it's really cool though, because the way they kind of laid everything out, it, The director and producers and whomever, you know, were involved in it did a fantastic job at making you kind of understand the layout of everything and where you were and where they were in space. And like when even they had these big battle scenes going on, there wasn't confusion about like who's where and what's happening and what's going on here. It was like it was very clear. You could see what was going on. And I just I thought they did a phenomenal job with all of that.
0: But there's still enough to leave two spears coming up through some dude to be surprising.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Which is good, though. You got you to gotta have a little bit of surprise. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Of
0: course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, you know, just to make sure we know that there, there's exciting battles and it's not just a geography lesson. But yeah, it is well shot action because, you know, even great directors can really screw up your action scenes. Um. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't like in an action scene where I'm left feeling like, like what's going on and where am I and where are we and who's that? and I want to have an idea of the space that we're in. And I felt very much like, oh, I know the space that we're in right now and, you know, what's happening, which was great.
0: I think I've called out that whirlpool sequence in the third Pirates of the Caribbean before. But I'm going to give it props for that being a climax where also, you know, where everything is probably because you can see everything all the time. But (laughs) that's kind of the problem with it, too. But okay,
1: I think it is (laughs)
0: underrated
1: that directing action does require a lot of skill. People think of action movies as dumb movies, but like not everyone can do that.
0: No, no, Stanley Kubrick realized he could never do action well and 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 finally proved it in Full Metal Jacket, right? <laughs> but yeah, you you stay in your milieu, but yeah, this is I mean this the thing is um we've got several newer Predator movies that did play in theaters, right? Big yeah. budget mm-hmm. things. Which is completely away from the eighty-seven vibe, where it's you know Arnold is still just this big unnatural dude that you just stuff stuff into a pot boiler and see what happens, you know. And this movie is kind of, kind of that level. Which again, it's it's a genre film. It's it's not a marquee film. That's why we're all like, did it show in theaters? Because now that kind of mid-level film doesn't play in theaters. But right. but, but watching this, I did want to see it in a theater. That you know, I, I oh, it, it would have done
3: great on a big screen.
1: Especially all the, the gorgeous just shots of scenery when she's tracking it
3: that would have been amazing I would, I would have loved to see that
1: i would have been i'm sure it did probably play in a few but i feel like most people who saw this film saw it on disney plus
0: right? yeah it would have been like a special screening or, or whatever um oh, i will call out that most of the effects in this are very cool but um luke you're a big fan of bears you're a friend of bears how, how did you feel about the bear
1: um obviously i didn't like seeing the bear die but you know you got to set up that the predator is the villain so
0: (laughs) oh i was working out the the bear effect where it's running around it looks like a playstation 2 game (laughs)
1: uh it looked fine to me but maybe i wasn't watching it on a big enough screen or sit close enough but okay that that really i think it i think it looks fine but because you know it's cgi i didn't baby steps into uncanny
0: valley at at the very first i was like oh is this an actual bear and then i was like wait he's too close to people oh it's running around like in crazy ways and then i was like and that's definitely not a real bear yeah it's just because (laughs) it
1: was doing what you wouldn't see a real bear do on screen
0: so yeah that's where it definitely came out but i i mean i don't know i remember back
1: when the first narnia film came out um on the dvd extras i think it was they they just had footage of aslan just prowling around doing normal lion stuff. And you wouldn't know it was CGI. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You can only tell because he's walking up to people and talking and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only giveaway. There's a part of us that will just always be able to tell when something's in effect because we know it's not real. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. That whole spite scene with the bear, though, I'm not going to lie, during during that, I really felt like the bear was winning. I was like, this bear is like kicking ass and taking names over here. And then just yeah. to see him out of nowhere, out of nowhere, it felt like just get smacked down. I was like, oh, come on.
0: Yeah, my note is, could the predator have taken the bear in a fair fight? Uh, again getting to without all uh, his
3: tools and stuff you mean again
0: yeah getting to Luke's like going on safari you have to like fist fight the lion that that idea (laughs) well that's that's the whole thing
1: with the predator in all the films right is he's like oh yeah he's this honorable hunter who comes down and fights but also he's got loads of high-tech gizmos that he uses to kill
3: right right that was but, one of the things I was talking with my mom about. Actually, I was I was telling her, I was like, it's interesting because, yeah, he's definitely stronger than a human. But like, look at all his tools and his technology that he has compared to these people. If he didn't have that, would he be able to win the way he's winning? I, I don't I don't know. I don't think so, personally. But I mean, that's I the whole really thing like... in the
0: original, right? He, like he finally is like, OK, I'll, I'll meet you face to face with Arnold right and and then when he loses decides to tactical nuke the whole place but (laughs) so so he's a sore loser as well but
1: I like in this one that ultimately it's his technology that brings him down as well
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love how smart she was to kind of use it against him and to take note of how everything was working I I Mm. loved that
0: and and then I, I found it amusing just as a not quite a callback to the first film where Nardu gets completely covered in mud and then the yep. next scene she's immediately washed all off. I mean, <laughs> and then later at the in the end of the movie, we see the, the predator come out, you know, covered in mud. So I was like, ah, she can't see the predator now because it's covered in mud. <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah, does that- get the kill. There's no thermonuclear predator suicide in this one so that's cool lots of day glow blood gotta love that yeah i loved seeing her come back and she's covered in predator blood and carrying the head
3: it was so cool (laughs) the makeup job they did on that was phenomenal with like her war paint plus the blood i i 10 out of 10
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the poster image if i'm not mistaken (laughs) doesn't have the predator on it It has her covered in predator blood uh on the Mm -hmm. poster i saw so um now this tribes i i do want to kind of work out because you know obviously again each tribe is going to be very different and this one does seem to have that weird like they don't want her to come and play with their hunting party at all which i don't know if that's like generally a common thing or not it's
3: not uncommon it's not uncommon that's not to say there aren't indigenous tribes where women didn't partake in those things but it's you know (laughs) patriarchal much like anything else so
0: Okay, I was just, I guess that's one thing. Um, Usually I'm like, hey, you could have made the movie shorter, but I I would have, I think you could have added like a little bit more just um, pre-Predator stuff in this movie and it could have played well. In fact, it would have been nice because once it it is jarring when you start to get the sci-fi element in this movie. And I I think you could have milked that like a little bit more.
1: Uh, You could have done, but I do really like how tight this film is.
3: I don't know what the the overall response was as far as like how much money they made from this film but if you watch the credits at the end it, it lends way to believe that there's possibly another film that could come out which would ha- give an opportunity to give us more of that um and I think if they would have focused too much on the pre-predator they might have lost people whereas they're able to bring more people in, bringing that predator in now, and give us more later. You know,
1: yeah. Because it mostly released on streaming, I guess we'll never know how much money it made. Yeah, yeah. Films don't make money anymore. <laughs> um, but in terms of buzz,
0: everyone was talking about this film. Yeah. Oh yeah, the review is like a uh, you know first masterpiece in the franchise. So although the yep. first, well, I guess we, I've okay, mostly we...
1: seen like best since the first is sort of. Seems to be the main consensus online. But yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good in a very different way. Like this is good in the sense of being like a really well-made film, whereas that one was good in the sense of being a really good Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> it's just they're, they're quite different things.
0: <laughs> and then to the franchises, um, you know, like benefit they they have been trying to work out like we cannot have Schwarzenegger in all of our films, like you know from the first right. Yeah. You know, uh, Danny Glover was kind of a, a weird. Choice for the second one, but I've said before I need to rewatch Predator two because as a kid I remember liking that one better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you were let let uh, we can blue sky it. If you were to sequel this, how would you do that? I mean, you you basically just any time since seventeen nineteen, you can plop the Predator down anywhere in on the planet in history for the next th- uh three hundred years.
1: <laughs> uh, well, our friend Matty sent me a Instagram video, which I can't think beyond that. Whereas a guy, um, like, just coming up with the idea for a Predator sequel, uh, Feudal Japan. Uh,
3: that yeah, would yeah. be so crazy.
0: Predator versus Samurai would be amazing.
3: That would be cool. <laughs>
0: Except that would be before the time slot I afforded you.
3: Uh, well, it
0: could be, um like, Tokugawa Japan. Yeah, yeah, sure. They, you know, there's still Samurai around. They just weren't doing very much. Yeah, so. just <laughs> dueling each other every once in a while, right? Yep. Yep increasingly rare so uh Sean, where would you like to place the the prey sequel
3: Ooh, if i could choose any time period post the 1720s it would be interesting to see like the early 1900s i think That would be that would be interesting. But just like the way technology was changing, the way the world in general was changing industrialism and all of a sudden you've got all this crazy stuff happening with a Predator coming down. Like, how would people react? What would they do?
0: And the Predator might be a little bit uh, blindsided just by the fact if they've been coming, it's a more experienced one. And they're used to having like low resistance and suddenly getting, you know, like World War One style. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. firepower i should say so yeah that could, yeah um w- where would you put it would you put it like in the trenches the new york city uh you know out in out in the plains again <laughs>
3: <laughs> probably not out in the plains again um i think getting getting more into like the city would be an interesting aspect like like new york city you could go to, you could go to tokyo even you know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah bring tokyo. it back to japan we're, we're into that so yeah yeah i, mean, I so new york <laughs> would be pretty fun yeah that would be fine. new
3: york gangsters would be wild they
0: <laughs> <laughs> so try and uh yeah you know get the i can't think of any ridiculous gangster slang off the top of my head which is depressing Capiche? there there's one hey, right <laughs> capisce, that's what we need <laughs> i'll take what's you down you- to sing sing that sort of stuff <laughs> what's yours then, Matt?
2: huh
0: what's yours oh um I had one bounce through my head, but it was also earlier, I, I guess, you know, being from Atlanta and all that, I put the predator in some ridiculous civil war battle, <laughs> you know, out, out in the, in, at the camp, the Confederate or, or the, the Yankee camp. And, you know, oh my predators God. Hunting those literal c- civil of... war. <laughs> yeah. 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 I put the predator in the actual civil war. <laughs> well, see, you have to have
1: the metaphor, right? So what you should have is two teams of predators competing and at the same time there's the civil war going on
0: what if one of that the teams of predators were aliens there you go
3: bum, bum, bum. all right we a- got it we got a movie idea someone we're gonna call us
0: up we're gonna, we're gonna call it alien versus predator now <laughs> the difficult part is
1: how do we name it because they never use the same naming convention twice so you had predator predator two predators the predator and prey.
2: Predator
0: question mark.
2: <laughs>
0: predator? <laughs> That's how you have to say it.
3: Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> like Tony, Tony, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, you put an exclamation point on it. So you have to say it really excitedly. So if you're talking about the original, it's Predator. But if you're talking about, the new, it's Predator. <laughs> I like that. That's how naming convention. That we'll eventually going to have to do that when all the movie <laughs> names get used. Yeah, <laughs> this is just an early iteration of that. <laughs> okay, I just went on an insane rant. Someone make a good point, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I guess effects wise, this film felt. We talked about like some CGI bears and stuff, but I feel like there was a lot of practical effects and props and stunts in this film. Which in this day
0: and age, I always love to see. That's again, that's why the bear kind of stood out for me because some of the, it actually has some like it's real. It's fleeting shots; we don't dwell on it too much. But there is a few proper gore shots, you know. Which uh, mm. again, we we talked about um, in the the newer thing, just like you know, like dropping the ball and then stumbling over it with CGI gore effects. Yeah, but
1: what I really love, they don't show there are a couple of gory shots of human injuries and definitely animal injuries but because the predator's blood is green they go wild with predator gore he's constantly getting these big wounds and huge spurts of blood and stuff poking right through and it's going all over people if he was bleeding normal red blood people would be like whoa this film's so gory but because he bleeds glow in the dark green blood no one really notices but it's everywhere
0: yeah yeah that's that's star wars logic isn't it you have you have yep. the drone the clone not the clones the drones the robots the clone troopers no the man yeah, the all robots them, you're fine the rope the, <laughs> the robots. droids
1: droids is the word they use yes
0: the droid army whatever okay anyway you can that's why you can have them just like slash the room like mad because you mm. know but what if they had oil and green day glow green oil in them that would have been cool
3: <laughs> that would have been so cool I like that the human gore wasn't overdone. I feel like there's a lot of movies out there that overdo human gore just for the sake of overdoing it, Mm. where it felt in this movie, you know, you see somebody's leg chopped off. Like, yeah, there's obviously going to be blood, but it didn't need to be wild for us to understand what was going on with the story. So I like that.
1: i did think so watching the film for the first it's probably about the first two thirds you only see indigenous characters right and then a bit later on you have the traders and according to wikipedia they were french i thought they were spanish so that shows how well i know my european language is
2: <laughs>
1: i was almost disappointed they went that way um because it would have been cool to just have the film be entirely indigenous people um and it felt like a bit I don't know, obvious? They I wonder how that would have worked show up.
3: with the whole like plot point of having people be more so of predators though, because the, mm, the, yeah. it was supposed to be that you had these traders, these white people come in who essentially were the predator in a way. They were out killing buffalo for no reason and skinning mm. them where indigenous people, they kill because they need food or they're defending themselves not just to kill for no reason and they honor the animal they use every last part of it and you have these white frenchmen coming in who are just like look at me be badass like i killed all these buffalo and skinned them for no reason i am in charge and i am the predator and then they get knocked down by the real predator
0: (laughs) i mean they're really even doing the same thing because in 1719 there were no settlements out there i mean they don't have a spaceship Mm. but they're coming in just as much of a foreign object as the they're just as alien as the predator basically in this situation
3: yeah yeah And, and and doing what they're doing for sport rather than necessity which is what the predator does it's it's sport it's not killing out of necessity or needing food or anything so
0: hell the traders are worse they're coming in with all the uh diseases too
3: (laughs) right (laughs) i wonder if the predator would bring in any kind of disease though has that has that been something that's been explored at all
1: (laughs) not in predator but obviously in war of the Worlds, (laughs) they're all killed by our diseases
2: and that was
1: deliberately about colonialism so Hmm.
0: Oh, yeah some some metaphors hold water right yeah i don't
1: right. know how much our diseases or their diseases could affect things that evolved on completely different planets but i don't know i also don't know how humanoid the aliens would be compared to us so you can't get too far into that stuff
0: I was thinking at the beginning when the predators um, landing and they, they see him coming in and, on his ship and like what you would make of that? Uh, I've heard a probably apocryphal story like uh, maybe it's Cortez's boats coming in or whatever and uh, people not even being able to see them from the shore, cause, like because they couldn't process what they were seeing. But yeah, I like- think that's
1: pretty false because I've watched quite a few re- documentaries recently on like the Aztec and Mayans and meeting the uh, the Spaniards. And like it they knew what a boat was, they could do boats. Like <laughs> they went out and spoke. They like it was a bigger boat than they used to. But you read the like the original reports from the um, indigenous people, and it is like, oh, a big boat came. <laughs>
2: like yeah,
1: yeah. Okay,
0: that's people, why I didn't like emphasis that with apocryphal. But
1: yeah, if you were reading through it from Columbus's version of the story, then yeah, oh, the natives worshipped up us, us as gods. But. None of that shit went
0: on. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, Um, I would have, I I guess I'd assume I was just seeing like an insane meteor coming because I did see that a few years ago where I was uh, walking uh, Lucas the, by the temple where he recorded the Matrix, if you remember that, and just seeing, <laughs> I, would, I thought I was about to explode because it was like such a fireball in the sky. So, I mean, that's a similar, I guess, sort of take. Well, when she sees the predator ship, she does actually
1: go back and tell her brother she saw the Thunderbird.
0: Right, which, is a perfectly reasonable um yeah uh conclusion. I mean I'm not being sarcastic there, that's a perfectly reasonable conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah that time and place.
3: <laughs>
0: so, what, what, so what would you see in the, the sky? Uh, if what's your assumption? Do you just go straight well, Luke would you go straight for Predator, wouldn't you?
1: I would go straight to Alien. <laughs> like sometimes I see a helicopter. I'm like, is this the aliens? They are coming to take me?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I always check the planes in the sky to see if they suddenly make a you know insane speed 90 degree turn or something. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see I I've, I've heard people say it, yes, so I want to see that. Yes. <laughs> I haven't well, I grew up it. a
3: military brat and the area that I live in now, we've got more military bases per square mile than anywhere in the in the world and so we see crazy lights and all kinds of stuff in the sky all the time so for me I'd just be like oh military's doing something new today oh whatever
1: (laughs) yeah well where (laughs) I grew up my dad was working on like developing planes so again we would just always see them flying around experimenting on the the quarries so we're kind of used to it
0: I'm just throwing out that I think most people are like, oh, of course, Matt's seen UFOs. But no, not yet. No, I cannot claim to UFO. I can claim a ghost sighting, but not a UFO sighting.
1: Yeah, I've seen a ghost.
0: <laughs> I was oh, like,
1: I, Because it's Halloween coming up, I was telling my students about that yesterday. And to me, it's not that scary a story, but they were all like, Ooh, so
0: that's fine. I guess I, I haven't told my ghost story, have I?
1: <laughs> Is this the movie to tell ghost stories?
0: Sure. Why not? Well, it's how. Oh no, it's two weeks after Halloween when this airs. I need to put
3: my paranormal investigator hat on. Hold on. (laughs) There you go.
0: That's good year round, right?
3: (laughs) It doesn't work over my cat ears, sadly. I was
0: actually I was sitting here thinking about that. I was like, "How's that going to work with the cat ears?" (laughs) You got to cut holes in all your hats. (laughs)
3: <laughs> i actually when i when i Ready stream i Halloween. just put it over my over my oh my god i cannot speak hello covid brain um over my what what is this beanie <laughs> there we go <laughs> i got there eventually
1: okay <laughs> okay so matt what's your ghost story
0: oh right um no, no, I, I mean, obviously, I think it was about 13 years old as a Boy Scout, and we were staying, you could stay overnight on the uh, aircraft carrier Yorktown, and, um, cool. yeah, so, but, like, 80% of the ship is, you know, uh, is closed down, so, of course, as 13-year-old boys, we started exploring those parts of the ship, and, you know, <laughs> And, and thought we saw an amorphous blob like down the hall which makes sense it was it was in the war you know you could have ghosts on there now i'm sure like there's also a very large part of 13 year olds tricking themselves and seeing a ghost but in my perception and my experience is like okay that, that's a, that, I saw a ghost and if someone's like no you, yeah, that was a mind trick that's fine it, it can be so it's it's the experience that matters not the was it an actual ghost <laughs> Fair enough.
3: could be either honestly
0: yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, if you're going to, I mean, it's certainly a place for them if you're going to see one, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for me, it was just where
1: I lived in the UK. I had a girlfriend at the time and her house was built next door to her grandmother's house. And while I was dating her, her grandmother passed away. And then a few days or a week later, we were, I was in my girlfriend's house looking out her window to her grandmother's house and saw her grandmother in the window looking back at me. Um. Huh. Yeah, and like I, th- I think I like went come, went to go somewhere and came back and she was gone. But, oh, like maybe it was an ant or something, and it just looked exactly like her. Yeah. But to me, it was so sure I saw the grandmother's ghost.
3: I mean, you guys are talking to the right person. I I have ghost stories for days, and I actually do ghost hunting. That's one of my one of my little hobbies. So okay, well, like, what was your best like, encounter? Then it.
1: you got to give us one. <laughs>
3: So um, the house that I lived in when I was a kid was definitely haunted by a little girl. Mm. And um, I hadn't heard stories from my parents initially. And I had a babysitter who used to come stay the night because my dad was in the military. So he was gone all the time. And then my mom worked late at night. And so I had a babysitter who'd come and she'd stay the night and we'd have sleepovers. And it was like a whole thing. Um, And there was one night where she and I were in my room together and I had my little twin size bed and then a trundle bed that like pulled out from underneath. And we're sitting there like telling little stories. And I look over at this lamp that I have on the table and I was like, wouldn't it be weird if that lamp turned off and the lamp legitimately turned off. So we're both like flipping out you know what's going on the lamps off she's over there trying to figure out like did did, the, did it burn out it you know it's turning on and off fine everything's fine so then we're sitting there like kind of freaked out we're like wouldn't it be weird if it turned back on and it did it turned back on on its own so then we're freaking out even more and we hear a little girl giggling and we're like that's not us like we're the only two people in the house besides my little brother who's asleep down the hall in his room and surely does not sound like a little girl giggling and so we ran downstairs and she calls my mom and my mom's like oh yeah it's probably just the little girl ghost who hangs out in the house like not a big deal and (laughs) the babysitter's like what do you mean girl ghost who hangs out in the house it's not a big deal and like my mom has seen this Little girl, my dad has stories about her. The babysitter would see the rocking chair moving in the living room on its own. There was one night where I got out of bed to go to the bathroom, and I could see my mom's doorway from my room down the hall, and I saw her standing in the doorway of my mom's room and looked at her. She turned around and looked at me, and I was like, "I'm going back to bed." <laughs> I turned around and went back to my room. Like it's just, she just lived there. She was there hanging out. So.
1: Okay, yeah, you've had a, a bit more intense than me on that,
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, trying my brain to think have I ever lived in anywhere I could even slightly say was haunted, and, and I, I probably can. Well, uh, actually, I'm from Atlanta. Who knows what went on on the land that my uh, you never you know, know. parents' house is. So um, there's also an yep. oil line in the backyard, so um, that, that's that got to bring the evil spirits through. <laughs> I've never lived in <laughs> but a But obviously...
1: Some of my friends and family in the UK do live in houses which are older than the United States of America.
0: Right. So, yeah.
1: Like, I'm sure there's some importance going on in those. But I don't think we ever lived in anywhere that was particularly old.
0: I never thought about how weird that is. There's a major pipeline going through my parents' backyard. Okay. Underground, there's signs on <laughs> my parents' backyard not put by them that says, do not dig here. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, it just it never occurred to me how weird that actually is.
3: <laughs> That's so random.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I just imagine that everywhere in America is an oil pipeline.
0: <laughs> well, in the case of my house, well, uh, you know, I started seeing the signs from when I was like three years old and was first learning how to read. So, it, of course, they were there. Makes sense. They'd be there. Right. I mean, I was just we were just talking to someone yesterday and. um. You know, yeah, I always podcast in the morning, and they're like, "When do you work?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, working twelve to nine is not what most people do." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just been doing it so long, it's like I forgot that other people—that's not normal. Yeah, well, so someone asked me about
1: what do I do at the weekend, and I'm like, "Oh, well, on Sundays I da, 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 and on Mondays I do this." I'm like, "Oh, so your weekend is Sunday and Monday?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's not the weekend." <laughs> <laughs>
0: been my weekend for 20 years almost so yeah, yeah. Seems-
1: well I, i've i've never worked a monday to friday job in my life so <laughs> this is the first time i've even got a weekend that's the same every week
0: time's just a concept anyway man yeah <laughs> facts <laughs> i do like the idea that time is just the um just lo- the logging of changes mm-hmm which would account for why sometimes it seems faster and sometimes it seems slower. Things are changing or they aren't. So <laughs>
3: I mean that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense actually.
0: The only constant is change. Um how about this movie? How's it gonna change over the next let's 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 see, let's track it ten years from now. How are we gonna look back on this one? Is it is it gonna be, you know, Tinkerbell two or is it gonna be Predator two? I, I think yeah, I th-
1: Think it will be looked at as sorry, Hannah I think I just took over. No, no,
3: no, go ahead, go ahead. It will
1: be probably remembered from this point that Predator and Prey are like the two highlights of the series. I think it is going to be pretty well regarded. and i haven't actually seen much of this you know anytime a film comes out that features a woman the internet likes to complain about (laughs) how dare they take this male franchise like predator and you know try and tell me women can do it i actually haven't seen much of that shit for this film Mm -mm. um and i think because everything it does is naturally the plot like me and matt often talk about did you have you I assume you've seen Avengers like Infinity War and Endgame, Channa. Yeah. And in Endgame, Channel. Yeah. In an Endgame, there's that bit where it's all the female Avengers land together and walk as like a scene. But it's just so fake and forced and it's It was there, definitely
3: so... it was there to make a point.
1: Yeah. Is <laughs> what it was. It, it didn't make its point very well because it was so just like Yeah. Like, these characters don't even know each other for the most part. I'm pretty sure she hates her. <laughs> and like It was there for the studio to be like, look at us. We have lots of female Avengers. We're not yeah. going to pay them the same as the male Avengers or give them their own films, but we've got them. Yeah. Um, whereas this, it was a film that was about this at its core. And mm-hmm. that was the plot of the film. And she carried the movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is going to, 10 years from now, maybe if you watch that scene in Endgame, it's going to look pretty cringe. But I don't think anyone's going to find this film cringeworthy.
0: Yeah. Well, part of the fun is the um the, the the boys in this film already make that argument. They make half of the internet troll arguments in movie. Yeah. Take on the predator themselves, get their arms ripped off, and and then she's you know. Has a like And also, that's the thing Aru is not made to look like, oh, the boys got their arms ripped off. I'm going to own this. I mean, it looks pretty difficult for her to beat the thing, too. Right. And also- it was
3: still a challenge and she had to do it in her own way. It wasn't that she was stronger than the boys. It's that she was more perceptive. Than yeah, the boys and she
1: were. even used her training with medicine to beat it because that's mm-hmm. how she made herself cold enough that it couldn't see her.
3: Mm -hmm. which was so cool that i i really loved that like ingenious idea of using the flower to lower body temperature yeah very very cool especially
1: because like matt said we had the scene where she covered in mud which did allude to the original predator i was worried she was just going to reuse that trick but they gave her her own different interesting trick to me it was cool Mm
3: -hmm. and i like that too i don't know how familiar you guys are with other films that do bring in Indigenous characters, whether they're played by Indigenous people or not. Um, but the women are always way hypersexualized, especially when it comes to those Indigenous characters. And there's always mm-hmm. some kind of romantic interest that makes them important to the story. And in this one, mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be more timeless because there was not a romantic interest. It wasn't about Mm. her being somebody's, you know, girlfriend or somebody's love interest. And she wasn't sexualized in any way. And I think that that's something that's going to help carry it through time and not, you know, drag it down in the future as like, oh, look, here they are again, just repeating the same idea.
1: Yeah, I'm listening to a podcast at the moment uh, of someone watching the Marvel movies for the first time. And he's just pointing out how every single film has a shoehorned in love interest. Who's just there to be the love interest, whether it really makes sense for these characters or not. Yep. And that's, that's true of so many films these days because like the studio producers will sit down and be like, okay, well, we've got the action that will bring in the uh, 18 to 32 male demographic. Mm, Let's inject some uh, romance so we can bring in this female demographic. And it's like, it's so fake and forced yep and I, obviously i don't i'm not against romance in films i'm against but no 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 not it to a film because you feel like like in, in the simpsons like oh we have to rastify this character 15 percent like that's not how art should be made
3: i'm not even against sexualization in films like yeah, to make right. a girl look hot make her look sexy but it's just like as an indigenous woman who has seen the same portrayal of like myself essentially over Mm -hmm. and over and over in film and in photography and in music and all of these things. And seeing it portrayed in a realistic manner where that wasn't something that was overdone to make a point and to bring interest. I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. So
0: I mean, yeah. films films come a reasonable way, at least uh, I did a podcast last week where we were talking about the uh, 1953 animated Peter Pan and we were like, oh, we have a scene we have to talk about <laughs> right. that. That has I mean, and at the time it was happy, jolly Disney, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. oh, and you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> which I think they even cut it out of a lot of prints of the movie now.
3: I had I um, on the
0: Disney Plus. Yeah,
3: I had a friend. So my mom makes these like earpieces that have feathers in them and they're really cool they're ear cuffs Mm. and this was years ago um, when my mom initially started making them that um, i gave some to a group of my girlfriends who i worked with and we were all wearing them and we were out together and one of the girls started dancing around the bar going oh and i was like listen like can you not do that like it's really offensive Like we don't do that that's not that's not what indigenous people do and she's like well they do it on peter pan and i was like that it doesn't make it okay (laughs) like i I don't understand well why why you're saying they do it on peter pan so you can do it like it was it was a whole thing i
0: watched it last week they even doubled down on it because during that song wendy's (sighs) keeps trying to join in and she gets keeps getting shoved off to go do the dishes and stuff while the boys are having their party so it was, it was like mm-hmm. like doubly doubly like oh my god <laughs> i was like we skipped song in the south i didn't but here we are
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yep. but um, the other thing that concerned me about pray a little bit not concerned it's, it's a good movie but we're in such a glut of these weird like you know gray area movies right now i'm 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 wondering what good movies are going to be forgotten like luke we did color out of space a year and a half ago and that's i feel like it's a movie that nobody really thinks about but they probably should it's really good
1: yeah because this didn't have the big cinema release people 10 years from now aren't going to be like oh remember when we went and saw prey remember when prey came out it'll just be like a film that they saw in their streaming service and i think that does make films more forgettable for a lot of people uh, but I think this one had enough buzz around it, and it is tied to a big franchise as well.
0: Yeah, and and uh, even the original Predator, I guess it really started to make money on in the home market anyway. I mean, it did okay in the theater, but it's it's you know like the the eighties genre films. They they if they were successful, it's because their coattails like continue in the uh video rental store which right. i guess that's streaming now but you just rent everything at the same time i, yeah. I don't i i nobody understands the economics of streaming i guess oh it, is...
1: it, it doesn't make money like netflix <laughs> is constant it's just a black hole where money disappears M- Because maybe... it's popular they keep selling it to bigger and bigger investors it's just it's like a reverse scheme. People pyramid scheme it's insane <laughs> yeah but like yeah these services don't make money
0: who knows maybe Prey will be the last notable movie before the whole bubble burst and nobody got entertainment they had to, they had to entertain themselves what's up with that Ugh. <laughs>
3: I mean, it's, I think it's an interesting time that we're living in, though, too, because not as many people are going to movies as they used to, and a lot of people want to stay home and watch the films with their their friends or do like you know, I do my Monday movie nights. We were what we watch movies online together, a group of friends who live nowhere near each other. So it, it's it's an interesting time where we're we're having to see filmmakers adapt to that desire from it's consumers Mm. um well yeah me and
1: matt's equivalent of going to the cinema with our friends now is recording these podcasts basically (laughs) although i live literally over the road from the cinema so i do go quite a lot
0: yeah that's nice i think i toned down on my going to a theater uh i guess partly because they aren't making so many movies and i finally got bored of marvel movies so (laughs) 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 that probably has something to do with it um but what was the last movie I saw? Was probably... you must have seen Top Gun. That yes, yes, yes. That might that might be the last thing I saw in the movie theater. So,
3: Fantastic Beasts the the newest one was the last movie I saw in the theater.
0: Uh, I haven't seen that one yet.
1: I, I it's got too really much good. Of a, too much of a bad taste in my mouth to give that woman any money. So.
3: Uh, hey, I I completely <laughs> understand that. I started. Um, I'm doing this thing where anytime I spend any money related to Harry Potter, where it's it's. Uh, actual harry potter not just like somebody making something something themselves yeah Yeah. um i'm donating an equivalent amount of money to the trans empowerment project so that way like money is going directly to help trans people rather than you know whatever tiny little penny that jk (laughs) is getting that might might be going toward that so yeah that's a good way to do it
0: i mean hell you're you're gonna hit the wizarding world in a day or two aren't you yeah, I'm going to USJ. <laughs> so,
3: oh, have so much fun. Have it's my so first much fun. time,
0: and
1: Nintendo World is there, so I can't wait.
3: Oh, I'm jealous. I went, so I went in February of 2020 for my birthday, and it was an interesting experience because it was like right as COVID was starting. So nobody right. was there. And so we got to do everything. Oh, and man. I had so much fun, but Nintendo was not there at the time. They were talking about it, it was like in the works. But I, you're you're gonna have a blast. Have, yeah. have a butter beer for me, Will please.
1: <laughs> Our friend Matty was saying the last time he went to USJ, they were building Nintendo World, but it just had this like gigantic cube tent over it. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's gonna be sick. We've got two uh, days. I'm basically planning to spend the entire second day in the Nintendo part. So do everything else in the first so day. Have
3: so much fun. Have so much fun.
1: Is this your first major theme park visit? It's my first major theme park visit in Japan. Yeah, we have th- the UK does have theme parks. It's not all hot fuzz.
0: I know, but do they have? <laughs> do, I I
1: feel like we do don't. I, yeah, we don't have like a Disney or anything. Ours are just like rides. Yeah, yeah. I think kind of France is there. the
3: closest Disney, isn't it? Some of my
1: friends went to the France Disney, but I've never
0: been. Euro Disney. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> get the proper name out. <laughs> um, any final part uh, points that anyone wants to throw out on prey? To open the floor.
2: Um,
0: no. Okay, <laughs> there was we were we were all thinking there with you, man.
3: <laughs> I think it's a fantastic film. I I really do, and I hope. My hope is that since they did such an incredible job, not not to keep bringing bringing up the indigenous aspect of it, but um, since they did such an incredible job with that. I hope that it inspires other filmmakers to do the same and to also maybe have the consumer become more interested in seeing more of that in film.
0: Yeah, like I brought up Calero Space before because I think that and this, and to a certain extent, uh, what was the Natalie Portman one? Annihilation. Annihilation. That did start in the theater, but ended up on Netflix. Or kind of gain, gained its traction I, I feel like this kind of mid-level
3: mm. this is
0: where you get to make those now and that's where you get to be like the most innovative and exciting in film at the same time because if it's too low mm. budget you got to cut your corners pretty seriously the big budget ones are you know too many too many cooks oh yeah
1: we, right? um, we could throw um upgrade on that list as well
0: oh yeah for sure
1: that was a lot more interesting than most of the big budget action movies because uh, yeah mm-hmm. Right, at that's, level, he can do things.
0: I think that's why I haven't been to theater much because th- those are the films I want to see now. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hope it has. I hope this film did well enough that we get more films like this that just can do something that we're not seeing elsewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because goddamn, we're seeing a lot of the same film these
0: days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's the a guy who likes Marvel, who like grew up reading those comic books. Like,
0: oh, say me if you told. 15 13 year old matt hey you're going to be able to watch like all of these comic books in the movie theater when you're older i'd be like, oh my god that's amazing but you know the reality of the situation gets old after a while yeah <laughs> so we need something new like pray <laughs> um shanna you told us at, up front but one more time can you uh, send people where to find you on the interwebs
3: Yeah, you can find me Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, all of the above. I go by Shanna Lee, S-H-A-N-A-L-E-I-G-H. And um, you can also find all of my information on the Missing and murdered Indigenous Women and Girls um, on those platforms as well. I'm always happy to have a conversation with people who are interested in learning more. Um, That's not on the internet, um, but I'm I'm just happy to be here, happy to hang out with you guys and have this conversation, and hopefully hopefully, we can do it again. <laughs> awesome.
1: And, well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find us on Twitter at MLSFSPod. We're also on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all of that stuff. Just search Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Make sure you rate and review, tell your friends, like, and subscribe, all of that. And if you want to help keep the podcast online and find other podcasts that me and Matt make, you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. Well, none of that stuff is permanently behind a paywall, but that's just a good place to find the links if you want to. Right. You can tell wow. I've done
0: that a lot, can't you? We we <laughs> we sound we sound so much more like old men when you give your plug. You didn't even say TikTok in yours.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am on TikTok. I occasionally upload to it like once every six months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm old and farty enough I've never never even been to them TikTok places. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: a German, German prison in World War II. They captured some prisoners. And um, they're just trying They're trying to break them with like psychological torture. So they make them all stand in the field. They turn their head to the left and go, tick. Turn their head to the right and go, tock. Tick, tock. They make them do it all day. Uh, There's one American GI. He's not going to do it. So he sees, he sees when he can get one over on the Nazis. So he's going, tick, tick, tick. So they try, they give him a good punch, like, no, you must talk, you must talk. Tick, tick. And uh, the, the commandant comes down, Dracula says, We have ways of making you talk.
0: this. Obviously, that's not- You're a <laughs> dork.
2: <laughs> you such a dork. No, oh Us- my God.
0: Usually, he manages something witty at the end of these.
3: <laughs> oh God, what a note to end on! <laughs> yeah.
1: you've got to cut it at the end of the joke, Matt. But then, after the music, you've got to put her calling me a dork. Yeah,
2: sure. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>